Presents a music and talk show where your host Darren Roebuck is joined by a variety of artists, scientists, entrepreneurs, and therapists as they share what's on their minds and give you new ideas and practices to help you get the most out of being you. Can you dig it? Be sure to visit deeporbitstudio.com for links, show notes, and more. Now sit back and take in the view while we blast off into Deep Orbit. Studio presents. I'm your host, Darren Roebuck, and with me today is the inimitable, the fabulous Michelle Jennings. And today we're going to be enjoying round two of The Truth is What You Make It. Now, of course, round one you can find on deeporbitstudio.com if you missed it before. And uh, the point of The Truth is What You Make It is to look into our news media and see where investigative reporting blurs the line of pure fiction. And then also look at what some of the readers and listeners say uh, about these things in regards to their levels of truth and believability and what and some very well strong opinions about what some of the things that are going on or are perceived to be going on in the world are all about. So, Michelle, welcome to the show. How are you this evening? Thanks, Darren. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. All right. And uh, along with this, tonight we're going to be doing our version of listener-supported jazz radio. So uh, in between uh, our news or quote-unquote news segments, we'll also be playing some listener-supported jazz. All right. So uh, without further ado, what do you have for us tonight, Michelle? Well, um, I was checking out some of the comments on Facebook and our very reliable resource, our news resource, The Onion. Oh, The Onion. That's where the news comes from. Of course, of course. Real news we're talking about here. The realist. (laughs) So I did not know this, but I learned that thousands had turned out for an event in New York City. Not sure when this happened. I haven't done very much research, of course, because I I just kind of look at the headlines, and if I don't if I don't follow the links, it gives me more time to find out more interesting things that are going on in the world. Well, that's what people do. They look at the headlines and react. That's you're just being a regular citizen by doing that. And what a way to connect with the people. Well, of course. And there's many comments, and you get to read about those comments and learn a lot. So I found out that New York City had an event at the Empire State Building. Thousands turned out for their annual No Hassle Suicide Day. How wonderfully magnanimous of the New Yorkers to supply such a need because you know how many suicidal people there are in that city. Well, and you know how much they must be hassled about their desires to jump off the Empire State Building. Well, I mean, what a way to go out. I mean, after seeing that Life magazine picture, I mean, who wouldn't want to emulate that? Plus, have you ever been to the top of the Empire State Building? I have. Have you noticed all of the fencing and barbed wire and oh, yeah. razor spikes and things? It's yeah. very spiky. It is. They really don't want you doing that. No, no. 
And I can understand that. I mean, it might be upsetting, you know, somebody looking through one of those little magnifying things, looking at the city and turning and, and seeing somebody, ah, you know, falling off. That would be upsetting. It would, especially when you're sitting there and on the wind, you just hear the seething throng of people below shouting, jump, jump. <laughs> It could ruin your family moment of trying to see Staten Island from 34th Street. Well, some people were really upset about the event. And on Facebook, um, one of the posts said, uh, sad, dot, 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 but this is where our society is going. What's next? Very, very sad. I agree. Maybe a whole week's worth. Yeah. And then uh, V responded, this is ridiculous, and that's spelled R-E-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Or maybe it's just ridiculous over again. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> many ridiculouses. <laughs> that might be diculi. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll see what There's the a lot of dictionary has to say diculi about that. going on around here. <laughs> yes, they're doing it over and over. So this person said, "This is another way to celebrate all that New York City has to offer." And I think that may have actually mm. been a quote that might by have the been mayor. An <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that, that's that's what that's yeah. It was referenced here on the internet. Was that Mario Cuomo? Uh, Michael Bloomberg. Oh, Mayor the new Michael one. Bloomberg told reporters. Oh, so he is quoted, and this person is really upset. Wow! In caps, there are other ways to make life better than <laughs> than plummeting eighty-four floors to the pavement below. You I know, mean, I hmm. think there's some truth to that statement. Perhaps there probably are other ways to make life better than. Plunging off in terminal velocity. <laughs> well, so very interesting. But now to some listener supported jazz. All right, so we're going to start with a little, little number here by the Joshua Redman Quartet featuring Joshua Redman and Pat Metheny and Billy Cobham on the drums, and then some dude that I couldn't recognize playing bass, but I'm sure one of you guys will write in and tell us who it is. So here you go. This is Deep Orbit Studio. Dig it. Thank you. 
I say, was it just me, or did, did that sound like a man was trying to inhale a feline through a saxophone? I don't know, I thought it was smashing. Who vets the musical content on this program? Well, that's jazz, man, jazz. That's cool, you know, Daddy-o? Uh, Daddy-o? I think not. Anyway, this is Deep Orbit Studio Presents, and we're doing listener-supported jazz hour, along with The Truth is What You Make It with Michelle Jennings. So, Michelle, what do we have in the headlines today? Well, I... Oh, today's recent news. I guess we should be looking that up. Um... You know, um, a lot of people use dating sites these days to meet people, and there is this one guy, a snorkeling instructor, who is completely unaware that he's in the background of more than 400 dating profile photos. Wow, how did that happen? (laughs) Was it his his whole self or just his tanned backside and... The top of his snorkel. I'm sure he was bent over preparing the gear. <laughs> oh, right. Well, someone's standing there selfieing on the beach. Exactly. Waiting this for the guy. This is my best day. <laughs> I'm in my bikini. Look at me. I travel. Don't you want to date me? I'm active. Look at me. I'm interesting. I love the outdoors and being active. Yeah, you know, I love those dating websites. Everyone's so active. Everyone loves to hike and bike, and they like to go out, and they like to stay in, and they like to eat, and they like to not eat, and they like movies, and they like to do stuff, and then they like to do stuff with others. Yeah. Well, you know, Darren, that I'm in the wedding industry, right? You are. I am. So I hear a lot of um, planning advice, marriage advice, Mm -hmm. reception planning advice, party advice, a lot of relationship type suggestions for how to make it work. Um, And, you know, given that the truth is what we make it, Mm -hmm. um, I figured I would pull out some of the more interesting, comical pieces of advice that I've come across. Um, This woman actually was given advice by her friend, and it's just meant to make her feel a little bit better because she was very stressed. Mm. You know, wedding planning can be very stressful. Very difficult, yes. And the advice was, you can always get divorced. Well, yeah, you always got an out these days. Isn't that great? You know, it's not like it's the 19th century Catholic Church, you know? know? I mean, you're you're in it to win it or quit it, whatever works best for you. Whatever works. You know, you got to go with the flow. You do. You do. Sometimes that flow is right on to somebody else. That's right. So I wonder, now Obama um, apparently had made this deal um, that was posted also on The Onion, by Hmm. the way, and I I wonder if it was in response to make people feel better. It probably knows most people use that as their trusted news source. Yeah, well, you know, we discussed that. Yeah, it's very solid. Um, Obama, Obama finishes deal to get every American a free parrot. And there's a That's lot lovely. of, I thought so too, and there's a lot of really angry people posting angry? responses to this on About Facebook. About parrots? Yes. Well, what do they have to say? Well, they think, you know, Jason thought it was stupid to reelect him because he, because C-U-S, because to Cause. me, he has dump ideas or to help run the country. Anyone who reelect him is stupid. Stupid. Oh, that's S-T-U-P-I-E-D. <laughs> stupid. You're stupid. 
<laughs> he must be ethnic. Jay says, "Really, a free parrot? Really? What do we want with a parrot? I'm trying to defend why I want to re-elect Obama to my friends, and this isn't helping. I guess he must have um, he must have made this deal before the last election." <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't. Uh, this person here doesn't understand the value of of a companion animal. Now, I didn't get my parrot. Come to think of it, I didn't either. Did you submit your uh, coupon? Oh, no. I did see a few dead parrots in the backyard, though. Figured the cat was having fun. But, you know, <laughs> now I realize it's just this blatant liberalism in action. Yeah, some people call the onion a joke. I'm seeing <laughs> <laughs> some of that on here as well. Well. It's pretty ridiculous. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Unless, of course, it's something <laughs> other than mine. <laughs> Anyway, what else did they have to say? I love how people like state you know, the, their opinion and then say, well, that's just what I think, or that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, watch me just sort of artfully back away from that one. Here's my opinion, but not really. Um, another one that was very upsetting to people is um, that the USDA rolled out a new school brunch program for wealthier school districts, which I thought was really nice. Yes, of course. You know, it's hard to get a good school brunch these days. I mean, That's true. My little Tadrington has a tough time getting a decent holiday, hollandaise at his school. So. A little croissant and some, some tea, perhaps, and some juice. And young Constance, she needs a good Bloody Mary, otherwise she can't make it through math class. <laughs> Some people weren't very happy about that. <laughs> oh, no. Why not? Um, well, this person, I guess it was S, said, I completely agree wealthier students need to have a brunch program. After all, they will be the CEOs of the future and will be running this country. Poor people don't have what it takes to run a company, let alone be in politics. Let alone make it through brunch. Yeah. I mean, seriously, do they even know which knife to use? Do they even know what time to have brunch? <laughs> Seriously, they should be on in the middle of their of of the of their first shift when brunch comes about. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, maybe taking that five minute coffee break. Certainly not a brunch. If they're lucky, and there is spelled T H E R E. Hmm. Yes, the lucky that's over there. <laughs> if they're lucky, they can be a manager at a gas station or maybe an assistant manager of a McDonald's, but nothing higher than that. After all, poor people aren't very smart if they're poor. Again, there, T-H-E-R-E. Money is what makes people smart. <laughs> well, of course. That's what Monsey and Daddykins taught me. Yeah, well, if you can pay for it, you can... Yeah, yeah, you know, I I bought my intelligence. <laughs> I saved me up some box tops. And then I got some that was a toy surprise in my Cracker Jacks. I submitted it all, and they sent me a diploma. Now I'm CEO of a major corporation. Hmm. And you have a car to show for it, I bet, too. And I've got 16 Obama-certified parrots. <laughs> That's where all the parrots went. <laughs> well, I got my fair share. You know, one for every vote. <laughs> After all, you know, corporations are are deemed a person, and since I have 16 corporations, why, they all got to vote. Oh, excellent. And therefore, I also got 16 parrots, which was kind of nice. But, you know, they don't come with cages or newspaper or seed or anything, so it gets to be a little challenging. Yeah, a little chaotic. I can understand that. Yeah, Plus, but, if they're all chattering at the same time, what the heck were they saying? Well, they're all, they're all teaching each other how to say stuff. <laughs> 
Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut yeah, up! Just basically, up. just that. Yeah, they're like, "What are you talking about? Do you really believe these things?" And they're all voting yay or nay because all of them apparently were raised in Congress. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. There was a Congress. Let's see. So anyway, while we're pausing to raise up more of these fine, fine headlines, we're going to get back to some more listener-supported jazz with the little, with the George Duke Trio. Live here on Deep Orbit Studio Presents. Check it out. I'm going to wait for you, my brother. Thank you. 
Anybody tell the chap on the piano that you're not supposed to press all of the keys at the same time. And the man playing the drums sounded as though he was falling up and down the stairs repeatedly throughout the performance. I say, if you call that music, then my name is not Admiral Reginald Pentecott Esquire of the Third. Okay, Darren. But this is listener-supported jazz here on Deep Orbit Studio Presents. And back to our originally scheduled program, which, of course, is The Truth is What You Make It, and what we make it indeed. So, Michelle, tell us, what is some of the new headlines that are out right now? Well, this one is a little upsetting. Oh, um, no. You know how busy we all are keeping track of our taxes and our finances and our expenses and mm-hmm. reporting this and reporting that, while consumers are now required to seek Treasury Department approval on all purchases over $50. Wow. 
And there is quite an uproar over this one. Frankly, a lot of caps, a lot of exclamation points. Oh, dear. Yes. Just just f- uproar, fervor. Yes. Whatnot. This is not. That's a lot of T's. Real is it with like 10 question marks behind it. And somebody said, yes, it is. Well, then it must be. You know, the, the, the question that comes to my mind is, what do they need to buy that costs more than $50? I mean, you know, seriously. I'm not sure. Um, but do we ask them, this person said, do we ask them why they go buy those expensive cars, spend hundreds on going out to eat? No. Then why should we tell them when we buy something over $50? I think that person has a point. They have a point, you know. Because there are people in the government that do spend hundreds on going out to eat. You know, I'd say probably most government employees, as a matter of fact. That's true. I bet we could look that up and find find some corroborating evidence. I bet we could. And it really is unbelievable how many back and forth uh, comments there were about this with people just completely outraged. And then other people calmly with proper punctuation saying, no, The Onion is a well-known satirical publication. It is not real. They never print anything real. And the response is being saying things like, well, that's your opinion, things like that. Well, that uh, is your opinion of The Onion. Well, it is real. I mean, sure. I've touched it. I've read it. Me too. You know, it's right there. It's paper and it's got ink on it. Onion reported on an $8 million grant to scientists recently to melt stuff. Well, if anyone should be melting stuff, I'd say it should be scientists. I agree. I agree. And and $8 million really doesn't sound like that much. I mean, do you know what stuff costs? And then melting stuff? That requires some heat. Oh, and equipment. And equipment. That's stuff and heat and equipment. That's got to add up. Yes, that's expensive stuff. Yes, indeed. Well... Eight million doesn't seem like much. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that one's okay. I'd approve it. I would. Would you? I would. Yeah, eight million for melting stuff. As long as it's only scientists. I like seeing the YouTube videos when they're melting stuff. Those oh, are fun. Oh yeah, I like that too. Those are fun. Yeah, because it keeps me from having to get out. You know, my forge, fire it <laughs> up. Such a pain. Put on safety goggles. Right, you know, and get out my oven mitts. My big leather apron. Well, actually, I, I wear that a lot. But uh, You're wearing that now. I, you know, I sleep in it sometimes. I, I like my leather apron. It's soft. On the inside. <laughs> and it's manly on the outside. Just like me. Or was that TMI? Maybe that was TMI. I'm starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable. You're f- no, that's just the feeling of feeling closer to me. Oh, is that what that is? We're, Intimacy. We're bonding, <laughs> which sometimes feels a little uncomfortable. Sometimes. You know, like if I locked the doors of the car and then said that, that might be a little uncomfortable. But I didn't. <laughs> that's true. Especially if you lock them from the outside and the person is on the inside saying, unlock the door, unlock the door. <laughs> How do you expect your date to stay in one place when you go in to get fries? <laughs> stay here. <laughs> that's it. Don't run away like the last couple. <laughs> the last couple or the last couple of dates? <laughs> well, surprisingly, that could be either. Uh, but no, it was the last couple of dates, which only one of them was a couple. And then you went into the store with your leather apron? Of course. Okay. I, Did you use the self-checkout? 
No, it was it it, it was a fast food joint. I was getting fries. Oh. I wore the apron so I wouldn't, uh, you know, be splattered from the the hot oils as I got my was own basket. Was it KFC basket. by any chance? You know, it was. Because have you heard about KFC's new advertising? They have an issue now. No. Yes, the Federal Communications Commission on Tuesday, they yes. fined the fast food giant $600,000 and ordered it to discontinue all broadcasts containing false and misleading suggestions that its heated chicken products are intended for consumption. Well, I... Oh, I oh, can't believe this. That's what I thought. And they're no longer allowed to use the word eat because apparently when you use the word eat, you're suggesting that it would be the intention would be for human consumption. Well, I mean, that's really a stretch, especially when it comes to KFC. I mean, they don't even say chicken anymore. They don't even say fried. And what says food like fried does? Oh, I can't think of a thing. No, I can't. Except for maybe bacon. And then really, the only thing better would be fried bacon. Which is making me hungry. You want some KFC? Sure. All right. So what happened with KFC? What did they do? Okay, well, let's see here. Um, there have been some appeals, but uh, they have warned that any future appeals by KFC for the public to ingest its products will be met with swift legal action. Ooh, well. So they're really in trouble. They're serious, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they get for saying they can eat that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't really eat there often. I, I do. I was asking about the self-checkout because I do um, get my groceries mm. and I often go through the self-checkout mm -hmm. because I think it's going to be faster. It never is. No, you know, it never is. No, there's always something wrong with the machine and it's always mm -hmm. beeping at you and telling you to pick it up and put it down. And Frankly, and checkers are very skilled at what they do. They are. You know, that's the thing I learned about that. I mean, what if they had, like, a self-mechanic? I mean, you'd learn real quick that mechanics are really worth it. I, I agree. So, yeah. So, yeah, so there's this guy. Um, let's see, what's his name? Uh, the article just says man. Let's see, what's his Andy Berenson. Um, he says that he, he has been hired his entire job is undoing the handiwork of self-checkout machines. I thought that's what that person standing there was for. So they actually check the stuff back into the store? Well, you know, you you go through your self-checkout, and it's that person's job to come over and undo everything that the checkout just messed up. Oh, well. He could also be slowing down the process so people would think, hey, you know what? Maybe next time I will just go stand in line and let a... Let a skilled professional do it. But, uh, you know, I mean, isn't it like we're doing their work for them? You go, you do your own shopping, you go in, you go through the checkout, you check yourself out, you bag your own stuff and you carry it out to the car. I mean, what's the use of even paying for it? I did all the work. You know, you have a point. Given all of that, we should be seeing a lower price of groceries. They should be paying me. They should be paying you. That's right. And you, fair listener, they should be paying you every time you use the self-checkout. I say you demand it. You stand up and you say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Or something akin to that. And just say, you know, you want your 735 an hour to check out your own stuff. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it's fair. I agree. I'll write you a recommendation letter if you write me one. <laughs> You've got it. I'll do it in triplicate. <laughs> Whatever that means. Get out my stenograph machine. My carbon papers. My rolling carbon papers. So, since this is listener-supported jazz hour here on... Didn't that sound smoky like I just smoked like half a pack of cigarettes all at once so I can talk about jazz? Yeah. So smoky. So smoky. All right, well, we're going to check out some funky stuff here from Stanley Clark here on Deep at Orbit Studio Presents. Yeah. yeah. Cool daddy
say. After you gave me some of that banana, what was it? Uh, that was banana kush. Right, banana kush. This, uh, this music got quite a bit better. What did you call it again? Uh, this is listener-supported jazz hour here on Deep Orbit Studio Presents. Right, the listener-supported jazz. Yes, I could, I could get into this, I think. What do you think, Miss Jennings? Banana Kush. That's all I have to say. Hmm. Well, anyway, welcome back to Deep Orbit Studio Presents. And we're here with Michelle Jennings, and we're talking about the truth. And, of course, the truth is what you make it. So, what else do we have? <laughs> well, apparently The Onion, our trusted resource, mm-hmm. posted an article that the Planned Parenthood open, had plans to open an eight... Oh, actually, that they had already opened an $8 billion abortion plex. I have heard of this. Have you? Yes. Oh, my. It looks amazing. Well, yes, very, very luxurious pedicures for the women after they're finished. Well, what abortion plex wouldn't do that? You know, you know I a little mean, foot massage. Sort of what I expect. Well, Republican House Representative John Fleming of Louisiana actually tweeted this article mm. with outrage himself. With outrage. Yes, and and people were responding and and pretty upset themselves until finally it was pointed out that it was a joke, and he took it down. <laughs> So this was, what was his title again? He's a Republican House representative. Mm-hmm. Who's reading and believing the onion. You know he's smart because he's got lots of money. Because he's got lots of money. Because that's what makes you smart. Boy. You know, he should go visit the abortion plex. I bet he'd, I bet he'd change his mind once he saw the place. You know, plenty of parking, snacks. His Facebook post said, abortion by the wholesale. <laughs> Somebody said, sounds like more sensationalism to me. Those damn liberals. Well, it's just sensationalism. That's the first thing I think of when I think of abortion plex. Sensationalism. That and, you know, maybe a speculum with the logo on it you can take home as a souvenir. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> maybe some stirrups. Anyway, I know The Onion's also our trusted source for science. So now, uh, I understand we had a recent um, astronomical event recently. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you remember this? Now, I remember it was approaching, um, and I was very, very excited about it. January 4th, the, uh, both Jupiter and Mars had aligned, and apparently we had a momentary... Um, Maybe about five, I guess it was about five minutes. So momentary partial weightlessness. Oh, I remember that. It was crazy. The planetary alignment would have caused gravitational fluctuation that will leave you weightless for a short period of time. This was huge. So it was supposed to have happened on January 4th at 947 Pacific time. Wow. So 947 Pacific time. You know... I remember the day well because I broke all of my eggs on the ceiling. Oh. I was standing there. I was making a little brunch, you know, and all of a sudden my eggs, you know, as I was heating up the pan just before I cracked them in, they just went whoosh. They all, it was like they fell, but they fell on the ceiling. 
Wow. Yeah, it took me about five minutes to get down about six stairs. Mm-hmm. I just, I could not get, it was like a dream. You know, like when you're trying to run and you don't go anywhere? Well, I'm trying to go down the stairs and it was just, wasn't happening. But, was not happening. But remember how full-bodied your hair was during that moment, though? Oh, yeah. Pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, wish I had some some photos of that. <laughs> no conditioner can do that. <laughs> Tell you what. All right. Well, you know, this has been fun. Indeed, it has. I, I always love reading the news. You know, people think it's always so boring. I remember as a kid, I was always just like, God, mom and dad are watching the news. It's like, oh, you have to like go in the room, go in your room and play with stuff, you know, while they watch the news. I was talking to so seriously about serious things. But the news can be fun. I know. And you would walk in the room and they say, shh, 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 shh. Yeah. We're news. We're news watching this. So we should mention at this point, uh, check it, uh, check it. I was getting a little Canadian there. Did you hear that? <laughs> check it, their website. <laughs> no, that's not Canadian. It's just the O's, right? Yeah. I'm not always so good at accents. Check it, the website. That's Canadian for check out the website, which is <laughs> deeporbitstudio.com. And if you uh, click on the podcast button, you can see all the previous episodes. And this actually is episode 20. Oh. How about that? All right. That's 20 weeks number. in a row. So you can check out the past stuff, which there's plenty. You can also find us on iTunes if uh, you prefer that format. And uh, every once in a while, you'll hear us talking about the truth and other interesting things. Here's one. Oh, yeah. And this one was actually um, republished. uh, The article was republished in the Beijing Evening News. I guess that must have been broadcast. No, circulation. So it was a newspaper. Congress threatens to leave D.C. unless new capital is built. And they thought that was real. Well, the old one is just such an outrage. Yeah. Yeah, we need to have, need to have you know, some nice digs. Yeah. Like, seriously. You know? With parrots I mean, and stuff. Parrots and, I mean, you know. Abortion plexes. <laughs> I mean, brunch for your children at school. Yeah. Right there. In the capital, and not just the building, the whole capital city, yeah, and everything involved. Yeah. yeah, you know, it is time for an upgrade. I think so, and they should kind of get away from the seediness of the rest of the population. Oh yeah, you know, totally. I mean, they should really think about just a global ruling satellite for all the rulers. Ooh, and just stick it up there in orbit, and have them go up there. That's where they'd live. It would be like their own Elysium. <laughs> I like it. You know? They could be floating. It could be like a big spinning wheel and where all, where all the affluent people could go and rule. <laughs> and the rest of us could be down here and, you know, just enjoy a little peace and quiet. Well, the rest of us would be down here among all of the hell that's going on. Did you hear about this? That the, You know the Harry Potter series? Oh, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Huge, huge. How many millions of people have read? Like, what kind oh, of circulation did that book just get? Just, like, billions. Pretty much everyone everywhere has heard of Harry Potter and, like, knows it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, apparently, the books have sparked a rise in Satanism among children. Well, I could see that. I mean... Harry, of course, is so much like Satan, 
Who wouldn't want to be satanic after that? I mean, you know, Harry's the hero. Well, any magic is satanic. Oh, and that's what the parents believed that, you know, their children were going through. You know, the kids were saying that magic is something they can learn and use right now and that the Bible is nothing but boring lies. If I had to choose between actual magic and the Bible, pretty much going to go with magic. I mean, Bible's cool and all, but, you know, magic is like... Well, yeah. If you put one next to the other, I mean, give me a break. Well, this six-year-old said, Hermione is my favorite because she's smart and has a kitty. Jesus died because he was weak and stupid. That sounds like a kid who had his brunch. Oh, (laughs) that's right. That's right. Yeah. She's smart. She probably has money. Yep. Yeah. Oh, clearly. That sounded like the most moneyed kind of smarts you got. I mean, Hermione's got a cat. That's worth its weight and other stuff. Well, that's cute. And that shows empathy. And responsibility. Oh, yes. You know, and Hermione. Respect. Yes. Quite. And Jesus, he didn't even, he didn't have any pets, you know? They never talk about that. Oh, right. You Not know, even a monkey. Didn't have a kitty. Not a dog. Didn't have his Obama-appointed parrot. No. So, wow. That's too bad. Maybe it's time to upgrade. Maybe we, maybe not only just Washington, D.C., I think we all should just get our own satellites and just, you know, make our own little worlds. What do you think? I think that's, that's great. Aren't many, like... You know, hundreds of thousands of people signed up to go to Mars on the next opportunity as soon as they figure out the technology. Yeah. Well, that's all the smart people. (laughs) They have the money. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show. And I can't wait for the next one. Me too. Thanks for having me, Darren. This was fun. And for you, wonderful listener, well, we're going to let you go with a little Dexter Gordon here on... Deep Orbit Studio presents. Catch you next time.
Oh, uh-huh.